Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. By popular demand, we have the new and the old New York State Republican chairman, Edward F. Cox, on our radio program. You probably remember the most famous wedding in the United States history. Uh, Ed Cox married Tricia Nixon in the White House Rose Garden Ceremony, and that was back in 1971. Let's tell you a little bit more about Ed Cox. Edward Ridley Vinch Cox, born in 46, is an American corporate and finance lawyer and the current chairman of the New York State Republican Committee. Again, he's married to Tricia Nixon Cox, daughter of President Richard Nixon and Pat Nixon, our guest today, back by popular demand on the Rusk Report. First, uh, let's talk about two systems of justice. Hillary Clinton had 33,000 emails run through her house in an unsecure fashion that could be open to foreign governments seizing the information. Donald Trump had documents in a locked room guarded by the Secret Service. And Donald Trump gets arrested. He gets indicted. Hillary Clinton, I guess she had a hat on last week, something like, uh, where are the emails, sort of laughing that she got away with it. And Donald Trump um, is going to go to trial. Where are these two systems of justice? Edward Cox, New York State Republican chairman. Well, it's even a bigger problem than that, Brian. It's with the current president. It's becoming clearer and clearer that the current president, who is himself a, I call him a fabulous, that is someone who makes things up about himself. And he has done that consistently in his various campaigns, that he was a coal miner, that he was drove a truck, that he was first in his class uh, in law school, when in fact he was he was not. Uh, and and that he grew up in a in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. These are things that he just concocts. He makes up. I think he really believes them as much as Hillary Clinton believed that she was under fire in Bosnia, or that Senator Blumenthal believed that he he uh, he went to Vietnam uh, during the war. All the and the big lie now is that he never spoke 
to his son about his business and it's becoming clear that that is not true. And that opens the whole door to the fact, and this was buried by the Trump indictment because they put them together on the same day, the fact that his family took a $5 million bribe in order to have Vice President Biden take some official action with respect to help his son in Ukraine and his business in Ukraine. And nothing's been done about that. No investigation about that. The FBI uh, finally uh, gave a very redacted uh, uh, piece of information that came from a very trusted informant, quote, unquote, uh, about that $5 million bribe. So we have a current problem here with two standards of justice, one with respect to our leading presidential candidate on the Republican side, and the other being the, the president of the United States, who at the moment only has uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. as an opponent in his primary. Well, let's talk about Robert Kennedy Jr. He was anti-vax. He seems to be a lot more conservative, a lot of issues, particularly vaccinations, where in Florida, their per capita hospitalization and death rate was probably half of Florida, New York State and California, where they had the heavy restrictions. Won't this help Donald Trump if Robert Kennedy um, can give Biden a good run for the money and perhaps be on a third-party line? This could be like uh, Perot with Bush and Clinton, couldn't it? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure that uh, Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr. wouldn't run on a third line. But at the moment, with a very minimal campaigning, he's accumulated 20% in the current polls. Now, with respect to President Johnson, and he had a lot of his problems, and he was, as you will recall, was challenged by Eugene McCarthy. Right. Eugene McCarthy got a little bit over 30%. Johnson decided it was time for him to say that he would not run again. Uh, clearly, uh, President Biden has a number of problems, both personal and also political, given his ranking in the polls with respect to, to, to approval of his job. And uh, he could very well drop out if Bobby Kennedy Jr. got up to 30% from where he is now at 20%. Well, I don't think that would be that difficult, do you, do you think? I mean, it's early in I the campaign. I don't think it would be. Uh, uh, I think three-quarters of I, Democrats I, don't want Biden to run again. I, 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 that's exactly right. They are unhappy with their own candidates but they have a problem finding any substitute. Certainly the vice president doesn't cut it. No. Uh, and uh, the governor of California, uh, while making a few forays out there to challenge DeSantis, doesn't seem that interested either. And I'm not sure he would do very well given how badly California is doing economically and otherwise. Let's talk about the black sheep of the family. I'm talking to Hunter Biden. It seems most presidencies have a relative that brings down uh, the president. And your your family had 
I think, a, a little bit of a problem of that uh, 60 years ago. And then we saw Billy Carter. Uh, th- this this has happened for the last 100 years, and Hunter Biden seems to be a tremendous thorn in Joe Biden's career. Um, doesn't it sound unusual that a man who didn't uh, – declare taxes on three million dollars in income uh doesn't serve jail time i wouldn't i would think that if you or i or one of your uh, if your son did something like that wouldn't they face five or ten years in jail for not paying taxes on three million dollars in income well i've seen actual cases of that and that kind of a tax evasion at the very least they uh, put an ankle bracelet on you and you're confined to your home if not actually put you in jail for a period of time. Uh, so, but the, the bigger problem is where did the money go? And it has been now absolutely clear that there's been a whole set of dummy corporations set up to move the money that came from China or came from Ukraine or came from Moscow. So it'd go from dummy corporation, dummy corporation, dummy corporation. So it'd be very hard to uncover where it went. It, clearly went to other members of the Biden family, but uh, that was only working through the records of one bank. There are none other banks that the Comer Committee in the House of Representatives is going to be uh, looking into, and they'll finally uncover what amount of those funds actually went to the Vice President of the United States at the time, uh, uh, Joe Biden. And, And once that connection is made, uh, then Biden has real problems. So it's not just Hunter Biden here. It's the it's really the issue about all the money where it went through the dummy corporations. It was purposely meant to confuse where it went. Uh, did those people pay their taxes on it? You certainly talk to them and you see what happened. Here, there should have been a lot of pressure on Hunter Biden, uh, as there was on Paul Manafort in the same situation, a campaign advisor to uh, to candidate Trump in 2016, there should be a pressure put on him. We are going to put you in jail for a period of time on this tax evasion charge if you don't tell us where that money went. They didn't do that. They should have done that. That is the, the in this kind of a situation, and the allegations that are being made about the money going to the person who is now the president of the United States from foreign sources, it is very important, and they didn't do it to put pressure on uh, on a felon, and that is the tax evader Hunter Biden, to in fact talk about where the money went. Yeah, it sounds like two systems of justice. I remember the old story. Newt Gingrich wrote a book. He was fined $300,000. Hillary Clinton wrote a book, and she made $5 million. So we're learning a great deal from the New York State Republican Party chairman, He's now back. He was out for four years, and he's back uh, by popular demand of the New York State Republican leaders. little plug here, and this is near and dear to the Nixon family. As President Nixon was beloved in Poland, cheered as an anti-communist. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. 
The Ampo Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. To have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. And Edward Cox and his son, on many occasions, led the Pulaski Day Parade in Buffalo, New York. Very popular with the Polish-American uh, community. I'd like to mention, Brian, let, let me, yes, please. Let me, let me follow up on that. Yeah, please. Uh, what you were just saying. Uh, I traveled with President Nixon in the uh, mid 1980s to Eastern Europe. Yeah. And we went to Czechoslovakia. We went to Hungary. Uh, we went to Romania. We went to Bulgaria. But we didn't go to Poland. They wouldn't give the former president a visa. And for a good reason. If he had gone to, uh, to, to Poland, the crowds that would have turned out for him in Warsaw could have resulted in a huge problem for the communist government that at that time was oppressing the people of Poland. Now, it was only a few years later that the Iron Curtain came down and Poland was a free, Poland was a free country. Uh, that's now playing a major role as one of the largest uh, countries in the, in the European Union. But back then, it was very significant that the communist government did not want to have former President Nixon come to Poland because of his popularity and the huge crowds that were invited. And the, they did not know what, what political impact those huge crowds would have on their communist rule. He was beloved by the Polish people because the Polish people hated the domination of communism, and President Nixon was probably the most outspoken president against the evils of communism. Uh, a great man who had vision. He looked 20 or 30 years ahead in foreign policy. I'd like to th thank those who called regarding our recent guest, Tony Casale, Republican uh, Commissioner of elections in New York State. John Katsimatidis, who's on about his new book about common sense advice to become successful and wealthy. And Bernie Marino, top Ohio business leader. Uh, next week, we'll have Carl Calabrese, former deputy county executive in Erie County under Republican rule. And uh, he'll be on next week. A little more information about Edward F. Cox. He was born to Howard Ellis Cox and Ann Crane Delafield Finch Cox in Stony Brook, Southampton Hospital in Southampton, New York. He attended West Hampton Beach Elementary School and Allen Stevenson School in New York City. Cox is named for his grandfather, Judge Edward R. Finch, a prominent New York jurist who served as a justice of the New York State Supreme Court from 1915 to 1943. Um, a great leader of the Republicans in New York State, Edward F. Cox, our guest today. Let's talk about this redrawing. Now, we've had of the districts, congressional districts. We had you on this program before on this topic. We had John Faso. Historically, you won a court case in a heavily Democrat state on the redistricting. There's rumors now that the court has been reconfigured, that they're going to take it up again because— for political reasons, they're mad that Republicans picked up some seats in New York State and the U.S. Congress. Where are we on this redrawing of these well, districts? Well, the fact is that even though the entire high court here in New York State 
called a court of appeals, uh, were appointed by Democratic governors. Uh, our case was so clear that the Democrats had in the legislature, uh, in a law signed by the governor, Democratic governor, had gerrymandered Republicans into only four seats. That's according to the Brennan Center, which is far on the liberal side. Uh, they said we would have only won four members of Congress in New York State. They would have had the other – Democrats would have had the other 22. The After the litigation, a special master was appointed to redraw the lines, uh, and uh, according to the state constitution and the criteria in the state constitution, without favoring – candidates or incumbents and that's exactly what the special master did and rather than having zero competitive seats we ended up with nine competitive seats and of those nine because there's a little red wave in new york last november because we're behind in economic recovery and for other reasons lee zeldin ran a great gubernatorial campaign uh we ended up winning eight of those nine seats for and three generally republican seats upstate for a total of 11 seats, a record number of seats. The difference is seven seats, and that's the reason that we have a majority, the five-seat five majority in the House of Representatives, and that's why these investigations are going forward, and the scandals with respect to the Biden White House are just going to mount, get bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's going to have a huge impact on the upcoming elections in 2024. Let's talk about Marcus Molinaro. I attended a graduation ceremony at St. Thomas More School in Connecticut. He gave a beautiful talk for a couple hundred people there. And uh, we blanket uh, Dutchess County with this program as we blanket 17 states and much of Canada. And we received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand with our 50,000 watts of clear channel power on the BET 1520. Let's talk about this young man. He seems to be doing very well in Congress. He's popular. Where do you see the career of Marcus Molinaro? Uh, Mark as was a very popular county exec uh, of Dutchess County, a major Hudson Valley county. He started off as the mayor of Tivoli, the youngest mayor in New York State. Uh, and that's because he is just a really wonderful individual who had just done a very good job from being the mayor of Tivoli to then running as a county exec or running the government of, of Dutchess County. And uh, he then decided after a number of terms as county exec, it was time for him to run for Congress. And he did. And he did. And he won in the in last year's elections uh it's one of our 11 members members of of the house of representatives yeah a wonderful man he gave such an inspiring speech to these young people it's one of the best speeches i ever heard at st thomas more in oakdale connecticut let's talk about kevin mccarthy you said he's got a five member majority must be awful tough but uh he got uh, a very big vote on the debt limit, and he seemed smart that he boxed Biden in by getting approval of Congress beforehand, and he sort of had Biden boxed into a corner on the debt limit, and he got most of what he wanted. Let's talk about the leadership of Speaker Kevin McCarthy. To understand Speaker McCarthy, 
you have to understand Bakersfield, California. I campaigned there extensively in 1972 for my father-in-law, President Nixon. Uh, Bakersfield is from the nearest uh, populated county to where you have to fly down to Bakersfield. It's in the lower part, surrounded by mountains, of the Central Valley of California. And uh, back then, it was a blue-collar, nitty-gritty. They had uh, rodeos there, uh, and they had just found the, the Kern County, it's Kern County Oil. And uh, there are jobs for the roughnecks who are running the oil rigs. But it's, it was a nitty-gritty, uh, 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 blue-collar. It's Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, California. It's not San Francisco, California. It's not Silicon Valley, California. It, it, at that time, uh, I calculated that Kevin McCarthy was seven years old when I was campaigning there. <laughs> well, so that's, what, that's what he grew up in, that okay. nitty-gritty atmosphere and he then went to community college he got his college degree online he's fought for everything that he's gotten in his life and to his leadership as speaker and that's why he's been such an effective speaker because he is a tough blue-collar kind of guy he also is charming and has a sense of humor Uh, for those who just tuned in to the bet 1520 drop us a note if you're listening in south buffalo toronto or washington dc please write brian to brian rusk rusk report bet 1520 500 corporate parkway suite 200 buffalo new york 14226 a little more information on the background of edward f cox in 71 edward cox married trisha nixon the daughter of president richard nixon in a white house Rose Garden Ceremony. The wedding was described in Life magazine as a union akin to American royalty. Edward and Tricia Cox have a son who's been on this program many times, Christopher Nixon Cox. He also led the Pulaski Day Parade in Buffalo a couple times. The Coxes reside in Long Island, New York, and Manhattan. Our guest today, Edward F. Cox, New York State. Republican chair. Let's go back to Hillary Clinton for a bit here. She had three thirty-three thousand emails going unsecured through her house, and there was no protection. And she got off. Never served a day in uh, jail, and she was cleared. And here, President Trump had secured boxes in a locked area supervised by the Secret Service. Hillary Clinton had no charges, and here Donald Trump is arrested and indicted. Again, do we have two systems of justice in America? Let me make it clear. The, uh, these are presidential records. They are governed by the Presidential Records Act something that was not named at all, even though it's a controlling statute in the indictment of Donald Trump. Because though the, the, the Presidential Records Act has no criminal penalties at all, and it does have a provision that the former president shall have uh, available his presidential records. 
So he had a right to have those presidential records under the controlling statute, and there are no criminal provisions in it. And that's why the Presidential Records Act was not named at all in the indictment. And that is going to be something that the judges will have to take a look at, both the trial judge and on appeal. And the special counsel who crafted this indictment as a public relations thing uh, in order to have an impact on the public opinion about Donald Trump, uh, he did the same uh, with a Governor McDonald who was elected in Virginia in 2009. And they concocted this whole story, convicted him on the story about a, a, a gift his wife had received and uh, actions taken by him. And it went up to the Supreme Court, and they ruled eight zip against this special counsel. He's trying to do the same thing here. And these charges are really charges that are done for public relations purposes. They will not stand up in court. We have a few minutes left on the Rusk Report on the bet AM 1520 reaching 17 states and much of Canada. Let's compare the Trump and the Biden record. Under Trump, it was $1.85 a gallon for gas, 2% inflation, no war. Now we have 7% inflation. It's $3.60 a gallon for gas, and we have a war. Your feelings on that, New York State Republican Chairman Edward F. Cox. Uh, the policies that were implemented by uh, Pres President Trump were really the straightforward Republican policies, and he carried them out, whether it was getting three extraordinarily good judges appointed to the Supreme Court uh, that have had a major impact on a number of issues here with respect really affect the people in this country whether it was his being very tough with respect to china and we realize now uh, that he was absolutely right in the way he dealt, dealt with china the fact that we had no wars during his administration uh, because he he built up the military that is peace through strength that's the way it happens. You cannot show weakness to our enemies abroad. Um, and uh, his economic policies where he uh, cut taxes, it was a Reagan tax cut uh, uh, that was uh, that that he and the deregulation that he did. And he will maintain, I think, properly so that the deregulation that he did had as much, even though it's not as measurable as a tax cut. It had a bigger impact in spurring the economy and giving economic growth that, 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 that in fact, brought extraordinary unemployment uh, down to levels not just for, for, for on the average for Americans, but particularly for minorities. They reached record low unemployment during Donald Trump's presidency. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've learned a great deal from the former and new Republican state chairman, Edward F. Cox, a man married to Tricia Nixon Cox, a daughter of President Richard Nixon. 
We look at them as American Republican royalty. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, our director of production for the past 15 years. And thank you for enlightening us on New York State and national politics. New York State Republican Chair Edward F. Cox. Have a great week. Pleasure to be with you, Brian. My pleasure. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.